everybody, and welcome to another episode. Uh, if you're hearing my voice, then you gotta be listening to the Shoot Brothers Wrestling Podcast. It is the only, and I mean only, wrestling podcast online, hosted by myself, Cameron Osborne. It's also hosted by Mike the Shoot Shepherd. Cha-ching. Cha-ching, all hot off the live episode that we have. You are listening to episode 186. We're chugging towards that 200. Um, even with, you know, Monday Night Raw is only a few months away now. We're, we've, we're, we've just dipped our toe into the month of June, um, <laughs> which can only mean two and a half-ish months uh, until uh, the count. Honestly, Mike, if we're, if we're talking seriously, the countdown to Cody starts today. <laughs> Our countdown to Cody. The countdown yes. to Cody. Um, we're uh, it starts today. Probably what I'm gonna say, 82 days from now, uh, give or take, will be there. <laughs> but of course, with in 82 days, there's so much wrestling action that could happen. Uh, companies could be shifted, <laughs> free agents, new champions, all those sorts of things can happen all over the world. Professional wrestling, just like it did um, this past uh, weekend. I don't think there's any point of tarrying any further than, uh, shall we? Let's just get right into the big action of the weekend. I think it right. is worth noting. Um, let's get into some double or nothing. Review. I guess our big thing heading into double or nothing was something that we found out during our show last week without actually being able to watch it ourselves was that Ruby uh, Ruby Soho was the uh, the final participant or the final qualifying match for the finals of the Owen Hart uh, tournament. That was really the big news, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Ended up being a pretty good match. Very good match. But uh, hopefully we'll see them again down the line. Yeah, a lot, a lot, I, I see a lot of Statlander coming down the uh, down the pipeline. Yeah, um, I think they're really starting to put some, you know, all now, she needed now, was. Yeah, a- now that she's not a, now that it's like it's not a weirdish gimmick or anything like that, we can kind of maybe focus on. Uh, yeah. On like, something we else. We want to make you, you know, if you want to be a top baby face, you got to just cut out a little bit of that. Martians. Yeah, cut out a little bit of the silliness, because uh, sil- but that silliness works. We know this. It works. It works, but, but it hey. has it has to work. It has to work the right way. Yeah, I mean, we love Orange Cassidy, but he hasn't held any gold yet either. So Orange Cassidy also, uh, by the way, I feel like he's been missing in action recently. Silently, almost. What we see, we see it on the main roster all the time. Superstars who have who 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 go on these incredible runs of eight months eight to 14 months or something silently get written off television so they can have a personal kind of time off come back to the big pop we see we see this all the time you think that's what's happening uh, i I think that's what's happening freshly squeezed i uh, hope so because orange cassidy orange cassidy has been one of the most over performers in aw since AEW, and he was thrust into a position that I don't think anybody saw him happening. He just got so over with everybody quickly, and we're talking to the point, we're talking championship match level. We're talking a three-peat with Jericho level of over. You know, this wasn't just some <laughs> guy, you know, I think what started as a fun gimmick turned into this this train that we're not going to stop the train. No. 
So keep on. Orange Cassidy, yeah, wasn't here on this show either, you know, at all. You know, so getting some much needed rest. Hopefully you're gonna see it freshly squeezed soon. <laughs> uh this card did have a pre-show, however. Just one little match. We knew what it was coming in. On the buy-in, Hookhausen. Hook and Danhausen taking on Tony Nese and Smart Mark Sterling. Mark Sterling uh, sporting the full singlet, which I didn't expect out of all the possible. <laughs> it was like a possible, singlet with like. Out of all the possible like things he could have worn, I was not expecting the full singlet. Yeah, it was funny. Uh, but uh, it was nice, though. We actually got to see Dan Housen wrestle this time after that, that 30 second squash in his debut. So. Mm-hmm. Real match this time. But, uh, you know, of course, he's the one that gets isolated they beat him down so hook can get the hot tag and just turns on the suplex machine and dumps sterling right on his head he's ready to apply the red rum but Danhausen wants the tag so hook's like all right buddy tags him in dan just walks over puts a foot on sterling's chest and does his little curse pose as the ref counts to three so does his his yeah does his little pose yeah not much (laughs) of the wrestling match itself um, you know, be, I, which I think is also great because uh, this entire card, I mean, well, how, many, how many matches are on this card? 13 total, including this one. Uh, yeah, We're this all is a big... very serious. Every single one of these matches was, it was serious. It was dramatic. And this was our kind of the one little brief point of, uh, <laughs> of, of something re- remotely silly. Yeah. Well, if you want to get serious, uh, the talk of the whole weekend was the the drama with MJF. And, uh, I mean, all the stuff that happened, he, he no-showed for a Fan Fest event. That much we know for sure. Everything after that, the waters are, are a bit muddy. Skeptical. But, yeah, so he no-showed a Fan Fest. That part's legit. Um, I mean, whether tony was in on it or not fans were there they got disappointed you can't deny that but everything after that there was all these is he gonna show up to the show uh, these contract things what's going on uh, so yeah that kind of took over that kind of took over everything like people were talking more about mgf than the world title than anything else so. yeah it seems like it yeah seems like it yeah i mean but uh at the end of the day he was here we start the show with mjf versus wardlow and uh Huge booze for Maxwell as he comes out, but gotta say, wearing a very nice robe, that pay-per-view special. I like how it's got like the scarf like sewn into it, kind of around the neck area. Yeah, <laughs> the uh, the AEW costume department really must spend a lot of time on uh, on MJF's attire. Yeah, they gotta. Or maybe he, you know, maybe he outsources it. He puts in his own money and time. Okay, okay. Some people do that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you never know. And then, uh, yeah, when he takes the robe off, he does a quick little, he puts his arms out like an airplane and <laughs> flies around acknowledging those rumors that he had a ticket booked. Yeah, that was a great move. Great move. <laughs> what a smart dude. So, funny stuff. The crowd's hot. They're chanting, he showed up. They're chanting, asshole. And uh, Wardlow comes out. We ring the bell. And, you know, right off the bat, MGF, he's just rolling out of the ring, trying to run away. Uh, and the few times he does attack Wardlow, the big man, he just... He just no-sells it, just smiles at him, and uh, the only time MJF gets any moves in is when he does the eye-poking and the biting, and the crowd chants, fuck you, MJF, and uh, yeah, (laughs) at one point, Wardlow slams him down, MJF is selling his knee, pretending to be hurt, so the ref backs off Wardlow, and then MJF reaches into his trunks, pulls out the diamond ring, 
but he's not subtle at all. He's just right in the middle of everything. And then Wardlow and Bryce Remsburg just like walk right beside him, just stand over top. And referee Bryce just takes the ring right off of his finger. And funny little moment there. Not today, MJF. Not today, Maxwell. Yeah. I mean, that was, uh, they made him look a little dumb there. I don't, I don't, I think MJF normally wouldn't be that wide open. No, you don't think his cockiness got <laughs> the better of him? Maybe. Who knows? But, uh, he knows he's in trouble now. That was his, his ace in the hole. But, uh, so he offers Wardlow a raise. I'll pay you double, triple, quadruple what you're making. But, uh, with, I mean, we all know his issue is being underpaid. So how's he going to yeah. pay Wardlow? How is he going to afford Wardlow <laughs> if he himself yeah. can't afford anything? Yeah. Exactly. Come on, so, Max. Uh, Wardlow shakes his hand, but we all know it's a ruse. He yanks him in, hits the first power bomb, and that's when the symphony of destruction begins. Wardlow picks him up, hits another one, another one, and he's conducting the crowd. They're counting along. Everyone's having a great time, and he goes all the way up to ten. Ten power bombs, which I mean, even on a smaller guy like MJF, that takes a lot of a lot of stamina to do ten in a row. Yeah, well, on both sides. Yeah, on both sides, yeah. I mean, good abs. You're basically doing a sit-up uh, mid-air for MJF. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, 10 power bombs. That puts it away. Wardlow just puts his foot on top of his chest. Gets the win. And uh, right after, Tony Schiavone announces, or he interviews him to announce he's all elite, as we expect. So no more bullshit to deal with. Uh, afterwards, loading MJF on a stretcher. They put a neck brace on him, and then the funniest part was the fool. You see this guy with the oxygen mask? Yeah, they put it over, like, his <laughs> his eyes. His eyes and nose, and his mouth was just wide open. I'm like, oh. What? Like, hey, I, I'm not a doctor, so I'm not going to say anything, but yeah. uh, I'm pretty sure. Or maybe this doctor didn't like MJ. I, like, <laughs> like, I don't know what happened. He didn't have enough oxygen. Yeah. He died. Uh, yeah, this was, this was, uh, this was to me, you know, if you're kind of, if you're kind of running down the card, this was the best story leading into the night. And I think with uh, all the, all the rumors, uh, you know, I mean, hell, Mike, you, you, you shot yourself into a work, you worked yourself into a shoot, you worked yourself into a bigger work, or maybe you just shot yourself into an even bigger shoot. But this was, this was, I think, the best way to kick off. They, 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 there could not have been a better match on this card to kick off the show. It's what the fans wanted. Um, and, yeah, all the emotion behind it culminating. It was great. Great stuff. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. They did what they, I mean, Wardlow, I think either way, without the controversy or not, he was still going to squash MJF. We um, knew he was going to win. Yeah, regardless of what kind of happened, I think th- I think this was, you know, this was this was how the match was going to go, I, d- regardless yeah. of where your shoot meter is. <laughs> the only thing, um, I mean, if it is all a work from the beginning, then uh, I think it takes a little bit away from Wardlow's big moment. When he's the winner, but everyone's still talking about MJF. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a good. That is that is a good point. That is a good point that you bring up. But we still don't know. We'll have a big follow up on Dynamite uh, from MJF. But uh, yeah, that was your hot opener. So let's keep the keep the thing going here. We had the Young Bucks taking on the Hardys. Um, started off a little slow, but. I mean, I thought Jeff might have been hurt or something. He was acting kind of weird at the beginning. Yeah, he didn't um, look too good all, all in yeah. all. Yeah. 
like his boot was coming undone and then there was a while when he just kind of like slipped and he was laying down in the corner i don't know it was it was a weird start but it picked up by the end the crowd was hot mm. they loved these two teams and uh yeah, you know, they started pulling out off the big moves, the twist of fates, the swanton bombs. They're stealing each other's moves. Uh, and then the Bucks just go on a, a vicious super kick party. These were some stiff-looking kicks. Uh, yeah, like Matt's face, mouth, Jeff's, they were all just busted bleeding after that. But uh, the Hardys are still alive. So the Bucks, they grab the steel steps. They flip them on the side. They try to slam Hardy, but he escapes. Uh, they lay Matt Jackson on the... On the steps, and Jeff hits a big swanton bomb off the top rope onto Jackson. I mean, he's doing he's doing this crazy shit every week. Every and single week, yeah. He hasn't let he hasn't <laughs> let up. The man has not let up. And every time in interviews, he's like, "Man, I gotta slow down. I can't do this." <laughs> <laughs> but he keeps going. So, uh, anyways, back in the ring, Matt Hardy hits Nick uh, with a twist of fate. Tags and Jeff hits a swanton bomb, and the Hardys get the win. Big win. Uh, I mean, I feel like Tony Khan probably wants to push them towards one tag title run while they still can. So maybe, you know, giving them a big win over the Young Bucks. Yeah, that could be it. Well, you know, I mean, like you said, yeah, maybe one title run uh, before. Okay. uh, By the way, sorry, before I even say before he literally breaks down, before he literally falls apart. I have to say um, right before the Young Bucks entrance. The fake Elvis singing Super Kick Party to the tune of oh, Las Vegas <laughs> was fucking amazing. And uh, both Nick and Matt Jackson had full-out Elvis uh, sideburns, big yeah. button chops <laughs> carved into their face. I thought, and it, uh, all night, I was thinking to my head, Super Kick Party. <laughs> Super. I, I was thinking about it the whole time. So, um... I got to say, that was incredible. Yeah. Uh, but like you just said, you know, uh, give them one more title chase before the end of their storied career. Um, tonight on commentary uh, for this match and for a couple other matches, I do believe, we did have Ring of Honors, Caprice Coleman, joining the commentary yeah. team. Uh, AEW is now, I don't know what's more stacked, okay? Their men's roster or their commentary roster. <laughs> uh this dude he's been on ever since the uh yeah we've we've been hearing him more and more every single week the dude's fantastic i love him i would love yeah. if he replaced jericho on uh rampage probably <sighs> won't happen anytime soon um yeah. but like you're talking about you know with with it doesn't necessarily have to be the AEW uh, tag belts they're uh they're they're going after why not ring of honor I think I think they'd go after the AEW just okay. so they can have that on their list. Yeah, just, they've been the Ring of Honor champs, I believe. Yeah, so. just one more. Yeah, one more thing on the list. Add it to the yeah, hmm. so they can be like, I've been world champs at eight promotions. Take that, Ric uh, Flair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, moving along, we've got the TBS Championship. Jade Cargill defending against Anna J. Uh, your girl, Anna Jay, she did a throwback to her debut. She had the little Broadway baby. Got had the lit a little bit of it. My favorite. <laughs> not quite, my, not full on coattails, my, but they were like painted on. One of my favorite <laughs> gimmicks of all time. I've, I've yeah, said favorite it, one week I've gimmick. Said it a lot. We the, the one week gimmick. Maybe that's yeah. why I like it so much. Is because it's like it was, burnt face Orton. Yes. Right. Who can who can forget? Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, TBS title. Uh, I mean, no offense to Anna Jay, but what did she do to deserve this pay-per-view match? 
Not sure. Um, there was a run-in not too long ago. I think one of the baddies was taking out Statlander, so Anna Jay made the save. Yeah. Um, I mean, I like Anna Jay, but uh, I remember like a month ago, they spent like three weeks building a match between Marina Shafir and Cargill, and there was like no build for this. But. Well, and, and we've said this before, right? When someone's 32-0, and 0, how do you build a legitimate threat to them? Yeah. I don't know. They, they, did it, they, found it, they figured it out with Roman. We can somehow build good feuds with Roman and he keeps winning. Uh, you know, so got to kind of take that that mindset. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, on to the match. Uh, Jade, She every I feel like every pay-per-view she changes new hair color. Uh, this one was kind of like Oscar. It was like half green, half pink. Half, the green the and pink. It was a cool look. Yeah, I like it. And uh, yeah, match ended up being okay. Nothing too wild here, but... Uh, yeah, seven and a half minutes, so not a squash, but uh, and of course he had the baddies on the outside causing trouble, and uh, Mark Sterling comes out with a crutch, and he distracts the ref, slides the crutch in uh, to Jade, but Anna intercepts it, nails Jade with the crutch, so big near fall there, uh, and that's when John Silver comes running out to take out Sterling, and uh, Anna gets Jade in her Queen Slayer finisher, but Jade manages to escape. They both climb up to the top ropes uh, when Stokely Hathaway, the former Malcolm Bivens, he comes marching down and this distracts Anna Jay. So Cargill hits the super jaded off the ropes and gets the win, retaining her title. But uh, yeah, love to see it. Stokely. Well, Stokely Hathaway. Odd name. Yeah. I wonder how curious. <laughs> I wonder how close it is to his real name. Yeah, I feel like it's either his real name or the name he used before, Malcolm Bivens, or who knows. Uh, either way, I think this is a great pairing, him him being part of the baddies. Uh, I yeah. I mean, he's, uh, yeah, well, we, we didn't get to hear him talk much in the Diamond Mine, but every time he did, he was And he fantastic. was, yeah, exactly, and that's what it was, right? He was, he, was, he was a great mouthpiece that kind of got get given up on. And yeah. I you know, guess he was, Tony, he was, Tony he Khan was, sees his potential. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we weren't quite done there. The baddies, they want to do some more damage. Uh, they're beating down Anna Jay. So Statlander comes out to help. But it's still three on two. So we get another surprise debut. Athena, the former Ember Moon. And nice big pop for her. And great to see her. I've been waiting for her to show up. And yeah, she just gets in the ring and uh, chases off the baddies. So... That's awesome. So that's something, eh? Yeah, happy about that. Maybe a possible legitimate threat to Jade Cargill? Yeah, somewhere down the line. Probably don't want to do it too soon because, I mean, I'd even have Ember Moon beat her. But, I'm, yeah, I'll at least let Cargill get to 50, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 50? Uh, you think we're going to get there? I think we could. Okay. Just start booking her on Dark more to pad the numbers a bit. That's a good point. Yeah, At first we, I thought we, it would be 100, but they, they're slowing down a bit. Yeah, we, we, we can pad the stats a little bit. Yeah, they don't do house shows, so they can't. Brock Lesnar, or I mean Goldberg. Thing. Goldberger. <sighs> Anyways, uh, moving right along, we got six-man tag, House of Black taking on Death Triangle. And I think we talked last week about adding a shooty for best entrance and... House of Black, definitely a top contender for me. Uh, it's it's con it's consistently <laughs> themed, which I think is the most important part. Yeah, you know, just 
awesome. The lights go down. They got the headgear, the antlers, some crazy looking shit. And uh, I mean, Brody and Buddy, they were even more dressed up this time. Full on face paint. Uh, just got to get Buddy some tattoos now. Yeah, be... <laughs> he needs to put on like some fake tattoos or something. He needs to. Uh... <laughs> something. I mean, yeah, that's the only thing missing. He's sticking uh, out like a sore thumb. <laughs> but uh, Death Triangle, they had a, uh, I guess, Penta's son. He was there for the entrance. I'm assuming, yeah, somebody in the family. It must yeah. have been. I got, <laughs> I don't know about you, but I got scared because he was like a foot away from the pyro and like a giant fireball. Oh, really? I, like I, two I, feet taller than. <laughs> no, I did not notice that. <laughs> and he like, I was like, holy shit, because he's a kid. He doesn't know he could fucking fall <laughs> right into that thing. Well, I, but, that's uh, good uh, point. Good, good looking out, Mike. You never know. <laughs> he was okay though. He had the mask on. That would have protected his face. Uh, speaking of mass, Pac came out with a mask. It was like a half Penta, half Phoenix. Well, because uh, you know, if uh, if if uh, Death or sorry, if um, House of Black is going to come in looking all uniform, then uh, yeah. you know, we got to do the He's same. A team over player, here. yeah. Uh, but he took it off for the match, and of uh, yeah. Then we just got awesome, awesome wrestling here. Uh, one of my top matches of the night. Just. Fast pace, non-stop, high-flying, stiff strikes, everything you could want here. Uh, you know, one spot where everyone's doing a big dive to the floor, one after the other, all leading up to big old Brody King. Uh, <laughs> so he runs, he flips, he barely clears the top rope. He cleared <laughs> it. It does. He cleared it. Does, you can say barely all you want, but at the end of the day, oh, I'm proud he of him. cleared it. Uh, but he kind of hit the apron on the way down. But at least he <laughs> took everyone else with took him. Every, took everyone out. Yeah. No, he still, he cleared it. He, uh, he didn't knock the bar down or anything like that. Uh, yeah, so everyone's just jumping around. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, back in the ring, House of the Black. It's all three of them teaming up against Ray Phoenix. They hit Dante's Inferno, which that's become one of my new favorite moves, the way... I guess Phoenix had a big part in it too, the way he just spikes his head down. Mm -hmm. You know, those are always my favorite, the head spikers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When Ray Phoenix spikes himself off of his head, some good yeah. stuff. <laughs> uh, but of course, eventually this match just becomes a six man tornado tag. Everyone's in the ring at once. JR's like, come on, Raph, you, lo you lost all control here. <laughs> <laughs> but that's every tag match. Uh, so, yeah, just a bunch of more big moves. You know, Phoenix hits the Destroyer onto the apron. And, uh, yeah, Malachi eventually is on his own. Three on one. But he manages to fight back. And uh, it comes down to Pack and Black when Alex Abraham jumps on the apron, distracts the ref. And Pack takes advantage. He kicks Malachi on the balls. Kind of a heelish move here. But I guess it's revenge for... Uh, you know, being sprayed in the face. Yeah, all the all so. the weeks and months of torture. Yeah, so one kick, that's fair. Uh, so that incapacitates Black, and Pac climbs to the top rope. He's ready to hit the Black Arrow. When the lights shut out, they come back on. Julia Hart standing right in front of Pac, sprays him with the Black Mist. Crowd's going wild. I was going wild. Uh, and then Malachi hits the back heel kick. Gets the three count. So how's the Black win? And uh, celebrate with Julia Hart. She's smiling. She's walking off. She's she's part of the group. After, yeah, you know, it's been months now Six in the making. Six months almost. Yeah. But, uh, no, I loved everything about this match. 
I think a match like this, the crowd reaction, um, I think it's time. I think give us the titles. Give us the trios division uh, that we want. We have star power. You know, we have Adam Cole and Red Dragon, right? We have the likes of Death Triangle. We have the likes of House of Black. I mean, hell, I'd even throw the uh, Blackpool Combat Club into that. Not only that, it will give us something that no other major promotion in North America has. Yeah, we know New Japan has their six-man tag, but it would it would be something to legitimately set them apart. Yeah, and uh, I mean, you they constantly have trios matches anyway, so why not? You know, all these excellent talent that can be fighting for some belts. Yeah, exactly. They could be working towards uh, something. One hell of a match. Yeah, Mike, like you said, might have been one of the best of the night. That's right, but uh, still got a long night ahead of us. Uh so let's crown some Owen Hart Cup winners here. Uh, starting off with the men's, Adam Cole, Samoa Joe. Uh, Cole coming out in the white and pink. So he's got the heart colors on. Might give him an advantage. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, good match. The crowd's chanting Owen right off the bat. Pretty split for both guys here. And, uh, yeah, they just kind of, excuse me. <laughs> Ooh. Reflux. But yeah, Joe and Cole, they're going back and forth. Uh, Joe seems to get the advantage, and that's when Bobby Fish runs out. He attacks Joe, and uh, or, yeah, so the ref's distracted. Cole goes for the boom, but Joe ducks. He gets the sleeper, but then Fish just jumps back on again, so Joe has to knock him down, takes his eye off Cole, who super kicks him multiple times. And then hits the boom. Adam Cole wins. Uh, you know, I didn't like. Uh, I didn't like the interference. This is supposed to be a prestigious tournament. And also that. Well, I was going to say more than that. This is a very predictable Adam Cole finish, and it has been since NXT. Right? You know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Fish and O'Reilly come out, distract. Guy gets distracted. Yeah. Super kick. Super kick. Boom. What did he? What? Did, what was that? What was the boom called in NXT? The last shot. Last shot. I'm like, this is a finish we've seen a bunch before. You know, distraction, kick, kick, <laughs> kick, boom, yeah, done. So you know, unfortunately, yeah, so, some of these Adam Cole matches do fall into that. Yeah, uh, I was. Yeah, I found that disappointing for the. I mean, you know, the culmination of your big tournament, honoring the legacy. But think, hey, I mean, even if Cole's going to win, do it clean. But hey, we got six matches in and finally something <laughs> was disappointing. That's not that bad. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. Um, I mean, uh, yeah. Oh. The wrong guy won, but uh, I mean, it's mostly like you said, I'm just bored. I feel like we've been seeing the same match for four years now from Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, rather, we love him, former. Or it's like Adam Cole can either have five star bangers or this. It's like yeah. there's no in between. He either puts his fucking heart and soul out there in a cl- in an all time classic, or distraction, distraction, super kick, super kick, super kick, <laughs> last shot, go. Uh, which, which seems weird, but you know maybe Adam Cole will move on. But right after, right after this, back to back, boom, bang, uh, we have the women's tournament final, the Owen Hart Foundation tournament. Uh, Doctor Britt Baker, DMD, and Ruby Soho. We're coming back to back on this. Yeah, I like that. Good way to book it so we can do the presentation after. But uh, I got to talk about the entrances here. Okay. Britt 
Britt Baker first just has a guitarist play her little intro there. Nothing too crazy. But then Ruby just one-ups her big time by having uh, the entire band, Rancid, the punk legends, play her entire theme song there. And, uh, you know, I'm not even a huge Rancid fan, but I thought this was a damn good performance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess, you know, their style lends well to live shows. You don't have to really be pitch perfect and the singing and stuff do, like do that. Do we know so. if they sing, uh, if they perform her her uh, theme? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they just like gave the, her the, free the recorded life. version? Yeah, the one she comes out to and every week. Cool. I'm pretty sure that's the, the real deal. They just said you can have it for free because we like you. That's pretty cool. And yeah, so that was cool. Uh, nice, fun entrance there. Gave a, I feel like it bumped the crowd up a notch. Like it gave Ruby a bit of an edge here. It did. It Put did. Yeah. And like you said, like you know, anything you can do, I can do better. Type of thing. <laughs> yeah. So lots of energy to start this match, and uh, uh, much like Adam Cole, Britt wearing the pink and white, uh, but Ruby was wearing the less common yellow, yellow and black Owen Hart gear. So kind of fun. Uh, but yeah, crowds split, cheering for both women here, and uh, the match itself was pretty split too. Just evenly fought. They're giving it their all. Uh, Ruby's on the top rope, going for her big senton. Uh, she hits it, gets a big near fall, but hurts her ribs a bit there. So uh, Britt targets that, ends up hitting a curb stomp. Ruby kicks out. Uh, she locks Britt in the sharpshooter, but has a bit of trouble holding it. A little sloppy. There was a couple sloppy sharpshooters <laughs> throughout the pay-per-view. Uh, but doesn't matter. Britt escapes, and uh, she picks Ruby up on her shoulders. Ruby rolls forward for a victory roll, but then Britt rolls her back, pinning Ruby down, gets the one, two, three. Britt Baker has won the own heart. And I, But, I, well, I think more than both of these matches put together... I think, uh, you know, if there's any sort of silver lining, dare I even say a gold lining, um, was uh, was was the presentation ceremony afterwards. Yeah, the presentation was awesome. Um, I mean, at the very least, too, Britt, she won clean. She didn't have to cheat. At so least, at least, at that. least, you know, but fun. it was one of these things, too. So Martha Hart comes out after, right? And she, I feel like she has, she had a tabula rasa, a blank slate of just how much, how, how long do you want <laughs> to say whatever the heck you want to say? And and that's yeah. what it felt like. Everything she said, nothing felt rushed. It was kind of one of this like, hey, so what if the paper is seven, six hours? Like you're going to say everything you want to say. Um, yeah, I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was great. Crowd, huge standing ovation, chanting Owen, thank you, Martha. Uh, yeah, she was so thankful. You could tell how happy she was. And uh, Yeah, Cole and Baker, they each get their own custom uh, pink and gold championship belts. Uh, pretty nice looking. Yeah, no, very nice looking championship belts. And there was a little trophy behind there, yeah, too. A cup and to be shared. And it's, it's one of these things where it's crazy that, you know, it's been 23 years and, um, you know, this, this woman left professional wrestling 23 years ago, mm -hmm. you know, and then found the appropriate opportunity for 
you know, the to to speak in front of an audience, right? And I think it was something that a lot of old wrestling fans were probably just like there, there, there was a, every single supportive person in that possible building. It was just one of those nice moments that happens every so often, you know? Yeah, it was great. Uh, she said something at the end. See you in the guys next year. So she said, "Well, no, that she said see you next year." And she said, "By the way, next year." You better all have a nice hat like me. She was oh, yeah. wearing a <laughs> Kentucky Derby style uh, afternoon tea kind of yeah. hat that's that's sort of off to like on the corner of your head, like it doesn't like something sit you flat. picture the queen wearing. Oh my lord! <laughs> and let me tell you, if the Owen Hart tournament will culminate at every double or nothing, Mike, I mean, you'll pff, I'm I'm saying it now. You will see more hats next year. I can guarantee it. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. I can uh, <laughs> guarantee it. So I'll be wearing yeah. one, and I'll be sitting on my couch. <laughs> Unless. Uh, so real, real feel-good ending there, yeah. or at least presentation. Uh, I disagree with the winners, but. But hey, is it you about know, that? Sometimes. <laughs> for Ruby, for Ruby, it would have been. It would have been the biggest win of her career. For Baker, this is just another win. Just another win. Yeah, good point. But I won't slag on it for too long, so let's move along here to uh, what do we got? The mixed mixed gender tag another match. six person t- another six person tag. <laughs> See, I'm telling you, trios. I mean, if they allow, yeah, if they allow intergender to go for the trios, why not? Uh, so Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky, Page Van Zant take on Frankie Kazarian, Sammy Guevara, Ty Conti. Uh, more special entrances. You had Ty coming out as Maleficent, I think. You know, uh, yeah, M- M- Maleficent. Yes, Maleficent. Yeah, and Sammy. What was he like? Dracula? I don't know, I don't Mr. Know. Maleficent. I don't care. Or uh, what's the Skeletor from He Man? Like <laughs> yeah, maybe more of a Skeletor on. vibe. <laughs> but uh, I gotta say, uh, it was another. Well, I guess it happened on Rampage, but Scorpio Sky's new TNT title. I really like the look of it. It's the all gold with a little bit of purple on it. A little, little, a little Los Angeles Lakers vibe to it. I mean, I don't like the Lakers, but I like the look of this belt. It's a nice look. It's a nice looking championship. Yeah, I feel. Like, I don't know. Just the gold leather that's got a nice sparkle to it. You don't see it. That's not colors used, uh, really. Yeah, but uh, anyways, let's go. I guess this, this was the first part of the show. Kind of like a bit of a lull here in the crowd because. I mean, we're deep. We're deep, and we still have six matches to go. And I don't think people cared too much about this match, but well, yeah, I was also confused. Given, like, given you, the circumstances, right? Yeah, the people involved. Like, who do you cheer for? Why the hell is why is Kazarian teaming up with Sammy? And I don't know. Well, I think because so. Kazarian doesn't like Scorpio Sky, I guess. Yeah, but why would he like Sammy? You know, I don't know. Doesn't matter. The whole match, he's kind of arguing with him and Ty, anyways, because they keep having makeout breaks and. Uh, yeah, I guess Paige Van Zandt hits her first official match. Uh, at one point, she hit a scary-looking Michinoku driver on Conti. Looked like she almost dropped her on her head, but she was okay. Uh, Sammy comes to her aid, and uh, yeah, American Top Team. At one point, Sammy's calling for Frankie, but he says, "Fuck you, I'm done helping you guys." And uh, yeah, so ty gets in his face she's yelling at frankie sammy goes to super kick him but he ducks so sammy kicks his girlfriend the crowd love that and then frankie just tosses sammy away but then scorpio runs in hits the tko gets the win for the american top team 
The super kick on Ty Conti was a great moment there. Gotta say, probably yeah. the <laughs> only uh, the only part that I think everyone real liked. Moment. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that was pretty much the big moment of the match. See, and- so so what do you do here, right? Where like so, uh, someone's hot. Like Sami Zayn, right? They're hot for a long... Sorry, not Sami... I, I make that mistake all the time. Sami Guevara is hot for a long period of time. He's a baby face. Puts, gets a five-star match out of Cody. Everyone likes him. Then suddenly people start to not like him, okay? Now what do you do? You can't really write him off TV because then when he comes back, we're still not going to like him. Yeah. So do we have to keep him on TV to kind of rectify the situation before he can be written off TV so we can come back and we like him? Like, we're in a real tough spot with Sammy Guevara right now. Um, you know? Well, yeah. Either way, uh, I didn't even realize, but they had the stip added on this match where uh, by Scorpio Sky winning, neither Sammy or Frankie can challenge for the TNT title during his reign so that at least let's hope the reign is long yeah so at least sammy's got to do something else so that at least answers part of that question i guess okay okay but yeah heel i yeah i don't don't see the crowd cheering him anytime soon no me neither but let's move on here we got so much more kyle o'reilly taking on darby allen uh kyle early on with a stiff knee to darby's face just busts his mouth open stiff uh yeah, the whole match was pretty hard hitting, yeah. but uh, not as hard as the suction on those cups that Kyle must have had. Those cupping marks, just all well, over. I think it, all man. the cups are—they're always. I mean, I've never. <laughs> but these I've ones never look particular. It must work. Me neither. I I hope it works better than it makes you look after. I mean, I've heard some. I've heard various things as kind of. Who knows? Yeah, Maybe it's probably, it it's probably like the thing like Kinesi all like kin tape. Like a pseudo, yeah. You like, know, it's like you know. if it works for you, great. If it doesn't, yeah. don't talk shit. What's about the it. other thing? What's the thing with the needles called? Uh, acupuncture. Acupuncture, yeah, stuff. I think it's kind of like that. I don't know. Who knows? But if I was Tony Khan, I'd say no cupping the week before pay per view, <laughs> just because it looks weird, you know. Okay. People are going to be watching these clips for years. Of course. And the little kids like, Daddy, is he sick? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, anyways, match is okay. Where everything's going well. Uh, Darby. Oh yeah, the one, the one big botch. Darby. He goes for this running tope to the floor, but I guess he gets caught on the way, and he just like crashes and flips. And uh, and Mike, that's literally your worst fear: <laughs> is somebody clipping their foot on a tope suicida. <laughs> well, Big E was the one that scared me all the time. Of course, but uh, hey, but hey, but that can be applied to anybody. <laughs> well, I guess I yeah. guess it's like a hundred pounds less coming crashing down to the floor, but still dangerous maneuver. Yeah, it was crazy, and then the commentary was like, "Whoa, whoa let's show a replay!" But then they wouldn't show a replay. That happened like uh, six times throughout the night. They're like, "Let's cut to a replay." They're like, "Please, please, oh, show no, us the not, replay." We're not getting a replay on this. Like, no, we don't show botches in this. We, company, we don't. So. This is not what we do. Come on. Yeah. WWE, they love a botch. Titus O'Neil fell. (laughs) (laughs) That's good shit. Titus fell. Yeah. Uh, So anyways, uh, he fucked up that spot, but then they just redo it. They just recover. Darby goes back in, does the same thing. I Uh, love redoing a spot. I love when it's like, it didn't work. Let's try it again. We know we can do it. I love that. It's, you know, get up, get knocked down, (laughs) get back. Just like the song tells you. You get knocked down. Yeah. 
You get back up again. There's Ain't a spot in the main event. Or, well, well, we'll see later that maybe it shouldn't happen. <laughs> okay. For here, it was okay. For here, I thought it added to it because the first one was even better. But they didn't show us the replay. But thankfully, I had the internet and I could just rewind and watch it myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a cool crash. But uh, anyways, Darby ends up. Uh, he goes for the coffin drop on the apron, but Kyle avoids it. And uh, he grabs Darby by the necklace, the chain. He's just ripping it through his mouth, breaks the damn thing. Uh, and then he hits him in the, with three penalty kicks in a row. And then the big diving knee drop off the top rope. Kyle O'Reilly gets the big win here. A little bit of a surprise, I thought, but... Uh, Especially, you know, they must have big plans. Big they plans must, you know. Especially the the crowd exploded during Darby Allen's entrance, like they always do. <clears throat> um, but yeah, you are right, Kyle O'Reilly with this uh, slightly surprising win. Yeah, and you know what? He made it to like the semifinals in the Owen, so he's been. Uh... I mean, hell, he is talented AF, so he's certainly <laughs> deserving of all of these things. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully we'll see what the follow-up is on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's go to the women's championship. Got Thunder Rosa defending against Serena Deeb. Just a nice technical match here. Lots of submission work and you know test of strength, reversals, bunch of bunch of fun stuff. And uh, the crowd mostly behind Rosa, but a little bit of Deeb fans there. And Deebers. She hits. <laughs> she hits the Deeb talks to get a big near fall and. They fight their way up to the top rope. Rosa hits a superplex. And then she does the whole Seth Rollins thing. Just hangs on. Stands up. Hits a fire thunder driver. Speaking. Spiking deep down hard. and Gives her the win to retain her belt. Um, you know, I think it was certainly one of those things where um, both women benefited, I think, com- coming from this match. Yeah. Yeah, no. The last, like, week before this feud really helped sell it. Where I was pretty cold on it, but then that awesome promo from Rosa and yeah, it's funny that's all it takes sometimes, good, so. right? It's just one promo, and you're like, yes, yeah. one good week could get the whole thing done. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was fun. Uh, but let's get a little crazy because uh, it's time for anarchy in the arena, five on five. Or what did yeah, uh, what did Justin Roberts say here right before the introduction? He says instead of his kind of normal, you know, this is the or whatever, he just kind of <laughs> exhales, and I believe he said, "Shit's about to hit the fan." <laughs> Something funny like that. Uh, but that's exactly it. You're talking anarchy, anarchy in, the arena. in the arena, folks. The Jericho Appreciation Society taking on. Uh, the the kind of combo team Danielson Kingston Moxley Santana Ortiz immediately so Jericho Association Society it's a, wow Appreciation Society <laughs> they come out and I can tell something is weird because the the Jazz as we're calling them are in the middle of the ring and the camera is framed a little bit differently uh, then I don't know if you noticed this kind of right off the bat. The, the the just the way the, the the camera was framed on the ring <laughs> made it feel like something weird was about to happen. Wild thing kicks in, and then slowly down the the steps of the stands through the AEW universe. Yeah, that's right. I called them that. Uh, yeah. Slowly, one by one, Moxley comes down the middle with Ortiz. Danielson's on the left. Fucking Kingston's on the right. This was I, the, the entrance of this was huge. 
yeah, a lot of fun. They're just uh, in the crowd. Jericho Society, they meet them there. The brawl's going. Wild Thing keeps playing. <laughs> I love like that. I love that. Loops. You know what it made it feel like? It almost made it feel like a bar brawl where, you know, when you're watching a movie and there's a brawl in the in, in the bar, but the music is still playing because who's yeah. going to press pause <laughs> on music just because there's yeah. a fight? It almost made it feel like that. <laughs> yeah. I was glad it didn't go the whole match, though, but it was fun for a little while. <laughs> yep. Because, uh, you know, you want to hear some chants and stuff. Well, and at one point, cheers, Jericho but... finally s- smashes the uh, a little mixer. <laughs> yeah, the little soundboard. Which is controlling just... the entire <laughs> audio Yeah, that system. little box. But somehow later, everyone else's music works. Uh, who knows? It doesn't matter. It was fun. Uh, early on, Moxley pulls out a fork and just starts stabbing Magic Matt Menard in the head. And that caused him. He, uh... He had a real gusher going on. I think he bladed himself like four times. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> he had the he had a a he was dripping blood. A John Cena style crimson mask. Yeah. So uh, not just him though. People, we just we're just cutting back and forth all over the arena. Everyone's kind of paired off there. Some are in the ring. Some are going backstage. Uh, you know, people getting put through tables. Uh, so yeah, th- 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 it was almost at the point where <laughs> the camera crew could not keep up with what yeah, was happening. I feel like this is one where being in the arena, like if you're on the top deck, you'd almost have a better view. You can like look at five things at once and kind of because there were points. Focus. So fucking Eddie Kingston and Matt Maynard are back uh, backstage having a a condiment battle with mustard <laughs> yeah. and ketchup. Yeah, they're Spraying going through and everything. Just throwing each other into the, and I, I just, I, 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 there were a lot of tweets coming around after that. A lot of things on Instagram, people saying like, "I went for a piss, and then I came out, and Eddie Kingston's throwing mustard on somebody," <laughs> uh, which I thought all those, all those fans that were just around there, I thought that was the coolest thing. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, there was a funny part where Jericho did a. He did a Walls of Jericho to Moxley on top of a table, and the table breaks. From the, the table submission. falls through, <laughs> and even even Excalibur is selling it. Was like, it, it was like, oh, the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> even the ex- submission table. The submission yeah. through the table. Uh, so yeah, everyone's all over the place, you know. Backstage, Eddie Kingston, and he goes from ketchup to blood soon enough. He's a bloody. I mess couldn't later tell and- what was ketchup and what was blood. <laughs> yeah. But he was wearing like an all white wife beater, so he he looked especially. Yeah, Danielson was wearing all white too, uh, yeah. and he was kind of. It's a doing good look it. if you're going to be in the bloody battle. It's good to wear. You want to show it exactly. <laughs> uh, then back in the ring, Moxley starts unscrewing the turnbuckle. He removes the entire top rope, uh, and he just starts swinging around the big metal thing as a weapon. And uh, meanwhile, Santana and Ortiz they set up. 2.0 on some tables and they pull out this giant ladder and they each jump off a side big splashes breaking through the tables so kind of takes those guys out of the match and uh back in the ring brian he's got jericho in the label lock he could win this thing he's all alone uh when the psycho blood-soaked eddie kingston just comes stumbling out from the back he's got a tank of gasoline with him I would hardly uh, call that stumbling. I would call the <laughs> he 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 trudged out like Sorry, not, well, like like he was coming from a horror movie, and he knew yeah, that the victim was upstairs in the house. <laughs> He's taking but his yeah. fucking time. 
There will be some stumbling on dynamite from Eddie Kingston, though. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's got the gasoline. He wants revenge for that fireball that Jericho shot at him. So, uh, But the submission is still going on. Eddie gets in the ring, just dumps the gas all over Jericho with Brian right there. So Brian's getting soaked, too. He's like, what the fuck, man? He jumps up. Uh, Eddie pulls out a lighter. So Brian smacks it away. And now the two teammates, they're at each other's throats. And Moxley tries to pull them apart. But then Jericho hits him with a chair. So, uh, oh, yeah. And then Mox gets knocked off the apron onto a, a table with a barbed wire board on it. But the table doesn't break. It just kind of tips and falls. But either way, the barbed wire was there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, back in the ring, Jericho hits Kingston with a Judas effect. And then he grabs the metal piece from the turnbuckle, nails Brian in the head with that. Uh, but Brian kicks out. He has one last comeback. Brian's just dealing out the kicks uh, to everyone. But uh, yeah, he hits a boo psycho knee. Hits uh, hits one on Jericho. Knocks a chair into his face. Makes the cover. But Jericho kicks out. So the crowd's going wild. Uh, Brian's ready to finish Jericho off. Says, "I'm going to kick your fucking head in." He grabs the arms. He's ready to stomp away. Uh, but then Hager slides in with a baseball bat, hits Brian from behind. Jericho puts Brian in the walls. Hager grabs the ropes, wraps it around Brian's throat, and just chokes him out. Uh, so the Jericho Appreciation Society wins. But what a fun, what a fun wild match that was. What a crazy match this was. I don't know if people are saying anything bad about it. I, it was too crazy to even say something bad about it. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. I had a ton of fun. It was so uh, much fun. And, you know, more importantly than that, every single person in that audience was having the time of their fucking lives. Isn't that <laughs> what it's all about? Yeah. Um, so I guess, you know, this is leading to some sort of Eddie Kingston, Brian Danielson program because they kind of, I mean, Eddie, he, he, he cost him the match one with that gasoline shit. Brian had a one. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I feel like Brian Danielson uh, can kind of easily turn face heel. You know, I mean, he's done that his whole life, depending on what he wants uh, <laughs> in that particular moment. You know, uh, so yeah, yeah, dude, what, a, yeah, what a crazy match! Uh, a lot of fun for everybody, and I think it's the perfect opportunity for us to crown a brand new Tweet of the Week champion. It's the Tweet of the Week. It's the tweet of the week. This week's tweet of the champion is going out to uh, AEW superstar, none other than Nyla Rose. Hmm. Nyla Rose, uh, who after this match tweets out to the world, you know Eddie Kingston hates Jericho because with the price of gas right now, he poured that shit all over him. <laughs> yeah, King Kingston just threw 50 bucks on Jericho. You got you to hate the guy if you're uh, literally wasting money so so much uh, in such a fashion. Nyla Rose, Tweet of the Week champion. <laughs> well done. Uh, so let's move on. We've got two matches left here. Triple Threat, Tag Titles, Junk, uh, Jurassic Express taking on Hobbs and Starks and Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee. Uh, but only two men in the ring at the time. Or it's supposed to be, but we know how long that'll last. We here. know how these go. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, still a fun match. Uh, crowd seemed to be on everyone's side but Jurassic Express. Mm -hmm. 
seemed like they they really wanted the other two teams to win here or especially Ricky Starks he was uh he was playing to the crowd he was doing like Michael Jackson dances. I like this. A- <laughs> I like the Ricky Starks thing when he gets a chance to be yeah. the showboaty, show off type of dude. And the crowd likes it too. They're wooing. They're loving it. He's he's grabbing his crotch, walking across the top rope. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And like I said, I think the crowd they just really wanted a title change here, but it's still a good match. Lots of big double team moves. Uh, one spot where Swerve, he does like a springboard, jumps off Keith Lee's chest for a moonsault to the floor. Uh, and then Keith Lee does his big 400-pound Topekan hero. And uh, that one scares me, not for him, but for the people on the ground. <laughs> I feel like he's just like, you guys figure it out. I'm coming. I'm coming down. But uh, yeah, throughout the match, Ricky Starks keeps trying to cheat. He's putting his foot on the ropes, and uh, but Christian Cage on the outside just keeps yanking him off. And uh, crowd didn't like that, but uh, Swerve and Lee they hit their finisher, but Hobbs breaks it up, and Starks nails Lee in the head with the FT, FTW belt. He tries to hit Jungle Boy, but Christian stops him once again, and uh, yeah, back in the ring, Jungle Boy Luchasaurus hits Swerve with the Jurassic Express. A little bit sloppy on the landing of their move there, but still enough to get the win. So, Jurassic Express retained. Yeah, I was really hoping, uh, you know, in parts of this match really led me to believe that it was time for uh, for us to swerve in their glory. Um, <laughs> but it wasn't. It wasn't quite it for it. Um, yeah, hope maybe next time. Maybe yeah, because right now the champs don't even feel like a top. Top three team in their own division. No, they don't. So, but let's go to this main event. Much hyped. World heavyweight title. Hangman Adam Page defends against CM Punk. And uh, this match didn't even start till after midnight. So It was late. Just, yeah, literally burning the midnight oil here. Uh, but that oil burned hot. You know, the crowd was hot. This was the main event. Dueling chants for both guys. Uh, I found it really interesting, though. It's funny. Like, as the match went on, it was less cheering and more booing. Like, if one guy would get too far ahead, they'd start booing him. And, yeah, I'd be like, no, 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 don't win yet. Yeah, we don't no, want you to no, win. No, like, no, 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 not you. No, we don't want you yeah, either. No. But, yeah, hot crowd for the whole thing. Just a bunch of stiff chops. And, uh, yeah, Hangman goes for a moonsault, but he tweaks his leg. So Punk starts targeting that. Goes, uh, puts on a sharpshooter. And then Punk, he goes for a Punk shot lariat, but he can't land the flip. He just kind of stumbles to the mat. So Hangman thinks quick, picks him up, goes for a GTS, uh, but Punk counters that. And then he tries again for the buckshot lariat, but same thing. It must, must be a hard maneuver. Well, like I said earlier, sometimes it's good not to try again. But he, <laughs> he tried twice, he failed twice, uh, but he's Second time, he just kind of stands back up, hits a regular lariat. So, you know, maybe maybe make sure you can do it for sure before you pull it out in the main event. But uh, Hangman picks up Punk uh, for a big, like a last ride power bomb. Pulls Punk's trucks halfway down his ass, exposing those cheeks. And uh, yeah, Hangman hits him with a dead eye, giving a nice the crowd a nice view. And he makes the cover. Punk kicks out. The ref pulls trunks, uh, Punk's trunks up for him. Punk's trunks. Hides that. <laughs> Punk's trunks. 
Uh, then Hangman picks up Punk, hits him with a GTS. And he did a much better job at stealing the finisher. Mm-hmm. But uh, Punk kicks out. So Hangman's getting a bit desperate. They fight to the floor. Hangman grabs the title belt. He gets a little cocky, saying, this is mine. But the ref snatches the belt away and just kind of sets it in the corner of the ring. Uh, Hangman goes for the buckshot lariat. But Punk catches him, picks him up. Uh, for the GTS, but as he's spinning him around, Hangman's feet knock the ref out. Uh, so the ref's down. Hangman nails Punk. And then he sees the belt sitting in the corner. He picks it up. He's thinking about it. He's ready to hit Punk in the head with it. But he changes his mind last minute, throws the belt down. He wants to win clean, so he goes for another buckshot lariat. But once again, Punk blocks it, hits the GTS, and that one gets him the win. CM Punk, new world heavyweight champion. And new. I think we 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 wanted this, right? Or we 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 had suggested. Uh yeah, I was thinking it was probably going to happen. I uh, wasn't quite sure how. Uh I mean they teased the Hangman heel turn, but it didn't happen. No, nope, never happened. Uh, he can still be our favorite babyface. Yeah, but I mean he's definitely seems like he might go down a bit of a dark road. You think if, so? I mean, if he had used that belt, he'd still be champion, I think. So maybe he'd be thinking about that. Yeah. If he had embraced the dark side. Uh, But CM Punk, though, very emotional, crying tears of joy here as he gets one of the biggest wins of his career. Yeah. But, yeah. I thought it was a good match, but not a five-star match. Yeah. I mean, you know, not... Hey, not... I mean, not every match is. Exactly. There's just a little bit. You know, those those two sloppy lariats. <laughs> they didn't ruin the match, but showed a little bit of age. You know, I think yeah, I'm, I'm glad, CM Punk uh, could have hit that. I'm, gl- I'm glad before. he tried. <laughs> at, at least. But yeah, your new champion. Congratulations, CM Punk. This is kind of what, you know, we've been waiting for, right? We've been here for eight months. Um, the man's, what, 42, I think? Uh, Something like so that. So if it wasn't going to happen now, then when? Uh, and I think yeah. this was the time for it to happen, you know? Yeah, and Hangman still had a respectable six-month reign or whatever it was. Very much so. so and he will have uh, more. We're saying it yeah. like Adam Hangman Page is never going to have another fucking... I'm not saying that. Well, okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, fun pay-per-view, very long. Uh, fun fact, this was the not the longest pay-per-view ever but the latest that a North American pay-per-view has ever ended. So huh. it was, I think it was 12.40 a.m. by the time this thing went up. Wow. So like that long WrestleMania, even though it was seven hours, it was over at like 12.20 or something. So just a little fun fact. Wow. Yeah. No, it was a long one, right? But hey, if you're going to sit through three hours of Raw every week, you can sit through <laughs> seven hours of a pay-per-view once every four or something yeah no i just think that uh you know maybe add two or three more pay-per-views a year and that way you can take two or three matches off this (laughs) yeah either add two or three uh pay-per-views or remove two or three matches i think either one works (laughs) well i mean yeah so you can do but yeah anyways that was your show double or nothing yeah overall a lot of fun what an incredible event another one can't wait but they did not announce where all out will be taking place uh which i think we were kind of uh, expecting <laughs> uh 
Uh, yeah. They well, may announce it during the Forbidden Door pay-per-view, which, of course, is only a few weeks away. Uh, so maybe we'll hear it then. So we're still not closing the door on uh, on, on, on Toronto. <laughs> not quite yet, but, uh, yeah, running out of time. Yeah, not going to close the door on it. What a fantastic pay-per-view. Let's move across. God, we've been recording the show for an hour already, so let's just move across quickly over here uh, because we have some action over on SmackDown Live. Okay, folks, it's Friday night. It's time for SmackDown Live. It uh, used to be on Tuesday, but then uh, I think it was on Friday before, though. No, no, wait. We used to film it on a Thursday and then release it. It's just SmackDown Live. We have two shows to go before. uh, So, of course, Hell in a Cell is this week. So we still have some loose ends to tie up as we build towards uh, that show, I guess, right? So who do we kick off the show with this week? Our brand new unified WWE Tag Team Champions, the Usos, kick off the show with a uh, what seemed like a genuinely emotional promo from Jimmy and Jay. Um, but it, it concluded that they meant no- <laughs> it kind of concluded to me revealing that they meant nothing really yeah, but I think they did this crowd in Little Rock Arkansas <laughs> but I think they were still meaning the words they said even though they took it back at the end they yeah uh, so anyways yeah they uh, they talk some trash and Nakamura comes out says I want a tag title shot and I got a partner. He wants to fight you on his own, but I asked to join him. And he brings out Riddle. So, uh, yeah, they just have a big brawl. But Riddle's got a temporary partner now. Well, Randy's sitting at home. I don't know. Yeah, well, I think Randy's going to be sitting at home for a little while now. Um, so yeah. this, this, is, this will be a new thing. Just Riddle. Uh, backstage, Shotzi. She's trying to rally the locker room. You know, kind of some of the underused talents. It's like Zia Lee. Why aren't you getting a title shot? You're undefeated here in WWE. Good point. I mean, she's only had two matches or something, but uh, and Aaliyah, you've been you may be annoying, but you've got the fastest victory in WWE history. And you, Natalia, you got more wins than anyone ever here in WWE. And Shayna, you're a killer. And yeah, she's uh, you know I kind of liked it seeing Shotzi at least talking and trying to have a presence here, mm-hmm. be a leader. Yeah, something. <laughs> but. Uh, Something. But uh, then we got some women's wrestling. Ronda Rousey takes on Raquel Rodriguez. Championship contenders match. Uh, Shotzi tries to take her new troops out to the ring. But instead, Aaliyah ends up locking her in the locker room. So, I don't know. Ah. Uh, Anyways. Oh, well. Doesn't matter. Raquel's picking up Ronda. She's stretching her around. Like you don't see often. But uh, Shayna and Natalia end up running out. Attacking, so... Match doesn't have any. It just gets thrown out. Yeah, I'd say this match was Raquel versus Ronda dot 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 or not is how I would kind <laughs> of uh, qualify this one. Yeah, so we just jump right in, redo it all as a tag match. Ronda Raquel versus Natalia Shayna. And yeah, eventually Raquel hits the Chingola, Chingola bomb to get the win for her and Ronda. Yeah, quick, quick and dirty. Why not? Yeah, maybe they'll throw them in the tag title tournament. Ooh. The double R team. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, Jinder and Shanky take on Los Lotharios, and, uh, somewhere along the line, Shanky's picked up this new dancing gimmick. Uh, yeah, I, I must have missed this. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think, yeah, really, backstage, Jinder's looking for him, and he's dancing, he like, all over the him. locker room or something. I don't get it. 
Yeah. And uh, in the middle of the match, he just gets he's for, starts dancing. So Jinder's like, what the fuck, man? And yeah, they lose. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Yeah, they lose. <laughs> um, backstage uh, also, we got one uh, Max Dupree, a name we're going to both have to start to learn. Um, yeah, just another. Uh, who revealed to Adam Pierce that he signed a contract with Sonia Deville. So uh, don't know if that means it was against Adam Pierce's wishes, maybe, something like that. Yeah, don't know yet, but we'll see. Uh, Kevin Owens comes out for the KO show. He's yelling about Ezekiel, but uh, this is a Monday Night Raw feud. Why is he even here? But, yeah, because the brand, the brand split doesn't exist anymore. That's why. Yeah, so <laughs> he brings out his guest, longtime friend, Sami Zayn. Uh, and some they cut to the crowd, some stupid kid. He's in a Bloodline shirt, but he's booing Sammy. Yeah, why? Like, then why wear the shirt? Yeah, Sammy Sammy's Zane on your side. He's got the same the shirt. Bloodline, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Me too. Uh, so he comes out. He hugs Owen. They putting each other over, and Sammy's just like Kevin. By the way, Elias and Ezekiel are clearly the same person. <laughs> he's like, really, really not letting go on that one. <laughs> he's like, thank you. He hugs them. They're so happy. But uh, yeah, he's asking for Sammy's help. Uh, to help him out against him. But he's like, sorry, Kevin, I'm, I'm a locker room leader here now. It's just not a good time, Oos. Yeah. <laughs> so he's calling him Oos now. and <laughs> He just thinks he's in the blood. But Owens is like, you're not in the bloodline, man. You look like a moron. And so he's not friendly anymore. So Sammy's just like, you know what, Kevin? I was just being nice. Elias and Ezekiel are clearly two different people. So Funny stuff there. Uh Owens tells, he's like, all right, if you're part of the bloodline, then come on out, boys. Come save Sammy. But they don't. So he's just like, ah, they don't care about you. So Sammy's like, whatever, man. He just walks off. Uh, yeah, so he pissed off his only friend. Okay. Well, you know, they'll they'll be friends again. Don't worry. Yeah. I thought it was actually pretty funny, this, this segment. You know, two Canadian guys doing their thing. <laughs> yeah, love seeing it. <laughs> Good Canadian kids. Uh, Ricochet and Drew Gulak. Took on Gunther and Ludwig Kaiser. Uh, first official match here for Ludwig. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, we watched NXT, so we know what to expect. Pretty much the same stuff here. Uh, him and Gunther working well together. Hard-hitting technicians. Eventually, Ludwig hits Drew with a big kick to get the win. Bit of an underwhelming finishing move, but... Yeah. Just kind of a kick. It wasn't even a super kick. He just, like, kicked him in the chest. Kind of, like, kick, done, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, backstage, Sammy goes up to the Usos, starts talking to them, says, hey, can I be an honorary member of the bloodline? They're like, all right, Us. So, hey, he's in. He's in. Now. Yeah, until Roman <laughs> has something to say about that. Yeah. Uh, but the main event, we had the Brawling Brutes. I believe that's the name now, yeah, right? Yeah, that's what I heard. Uh, taking on Kofi Kingston, Xavier, and a mystery opponent. Uh, or a partner who ends up being Drew McIntyre. So nothing too crazy of a surprise, but uh, I guess good choice for the new day. You know, one of your top guys. Mm -hmm. Anyways, pretty standard six-man match here. Uh, eventually, Drew hits a Claymore, uh, then tags in Xavier, who hits his big tightrope elbow drop to get the win. So new day celebrate and they even coerce drew into dancing with them a little bit and he gets a little bit we you know he's done that he's a fun guy he gets jiggy with it yeah he gets jiggy he can be champion <laughs> if he wants 
We can do it all. Uh, but that was it. Yeah, that was the entirety of SmackDown. That was all of SmackDown Live. Mike, should we take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. Let's take a break here. We're going to come back uh, with the second half of the show. You're not going to want to miss it, uh, so stick around. Let's shoot. Yeah, let's shoot. Yeah, let's shoot. Brother, brother, yeah, let's shoot. Yeah, let's shoot. Yeah, let's shoot. Brother, brother, yeah. Back with the second half of the show, folks. Thanks for sticking out through the break here. Big week of wrestling action. This always happens to us. It's like, it's like when we're going to Saudi. You know, we got fuck. We had Survivor Series, then Saudi, and then Revolution. It's just one of those pay-per-view non-stop type of months. Yeah, but uh, you know, fun fact: the uh, two pay-per-views this weekend have less matches than the one AEW did. So, not too bad. We'll be fine. Yeah. We'll be fine. Interesting. <laughs> well, let's get into let's get into the let's keep going through the week's wrestling action. Of course, um, with our go home show coming up, or this is our go home show with Helen the Cell coming up on the weekend. Of course, we got to talk about Monday Night Raw. Let's get raw. <laughs> Becky Lynch opens up the show this week with a little promo segment, of course, hyping up her match that she has coming up at the cell, taking on Asuka and Bianca Belair. It was one of those you people type of promos, you know, that heels love so much. <laughs> it was one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Asuka comes out, interrupts. They both do their thing. And uh, uh, we end up getting Bianca Belair versus Asuka. little preview match. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was pretty good. They're going back and forth. Uh, sorry, yeah, Asuka goes for a roll-up. Belair blocks it, ends up pinning uh, Asuka. So right after Becky jumps in and attacks. But no big deal. Yeah, no big deal. Um, uh, jury's still out on what's going to happen this weekend. We'll talk about it a little bit more before the show concludes. Yeah. Uh, the Mysterios team up with Ezekiel to take on Kevin Owens and Alpha Academy. Just your average six-man tag. Uh, Ezekiel hints his nice little, I don't know what he called this, like a twisting suplex thing. Hmm. Cool new finisher to get the win. Yeah, is there a name for it? I don't think so. Not that I know of yet, but who knows. Uh, no countdown clock this week. We just got Cody Rhodes uh, coming out. <laughs> so one last promo from him on Seth Rollins and uh yeah, you know, talking about going inside the hell in a cell and you know, my father Dusty was one of the men down in NXT who saw the potential in Seth, so I respect him, but that all goes away when the bell rings and uh Rollins comes out from the audience, his old shield entrance to reply, but uh eventually they both get close enough to each other to start a brawl and uh Cody Spears Rollins through the barricade, and you know what? It was in a different spot. Uh, finally, <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you. So. I'm glad someone noticed. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they set it up wrong. Like, God damn it! Why was it there? <laughs> but uh, anyways, yeah, big brawl. They get pulled apart. So, looking forward. That's probably your main event. That was one game. hell of a promo, also that Seth had. I mean, both of them. I mean, Cody. Cody, we don't always like what he says, but he's always got a good delivery. Yes, he always <laughs> does. Good point. But, yeah, no, good promo from both of them. For me, I mean, probably for most people, that's the most hype match going in. I think it's the only cell match we actually have. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's, so it's kind uh, of the de facto. It's the de facto most exciting match. And I mean, Roman doesn't defend his title since WrestleMania, so wow. it's really your main event. Yeah. So. Uh, Alexa Bliss takes on Dewdrop. Uh, early on, Dew's in control, just throwing Alexa around. She goes for the Vader bomb, but Alexa avoids, hits the Twisted Bliss. So her streak continues. Yeah, I feel like uh, Dewdrop has really fallen off the uh, the radar probably since the Chamber, <clears throat> even, maybe. She kept having a string of great matches with the likes of Liv Morgan and Bianca Belair, bringing them up, and then, unfortunately, Dewdrop just kind of got left behind. Yeah, they need to pull the trigger on uh, Nikki Ash getting serious again, so her and Dewdrop can They'd be a great team. team. They really would be. Yeah. Uh, Ms. TV has his guests, the Street Profits. Uh, they kind of just hype up the Hell in a Cell card and piss off the Miz. And the 24-7 gaggle comes out. Tamina pins Dana, wins the title. And kisses Tazawa. He rolls her up, wins the title. He runs off. Mm. All you need to know about that. I think there was uh, a bit of a 24-7 title exchange, was there not? Yeah. So Tazawa ends up leaving with the belt. Uh, Mustafa Ali takes on Ciampa, and if Ali wins, he gets a future U.S. title shot. So, things are going all right for him, but then Theory just jumps in, attacks Ali, causes the DQ. Uh, but with that, he still earns the title shot, so, uh, uh, Theory jumps in the ring, says, yeah, but it has to be right now, and he just beats up Ali. Uh, we have a match, Ali gets one little hope spot, but Theory cuts him off. Hits the ATL to get the win, retain the belt. But then Adam Pierce comes out after and says, uh, Vince McMahon, he's told me he wants a fair fight. So Ali gets another shot at the title at the pay-per-view. Okay, good to hear. Yeah, should be a better match yeah, than this. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, yeah, big match for Ali. See what happens. Yeah, we could get a happy ending. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Riddle teaming up with Shinsuke Nakamura to take on the Usos in a champion contenders match. Uh, pretty good. Riddle and Nakamura working well together. Jimmy gets frustrated uh, and just nails Riddle with a scooter. So it causes the DQ, but uh, with that, Riddle and Nakamura have earned themselves a tag title shot. Somehow. They don't even have a name. They're getting the title <laughs> shot. I don't know. I don't think it's this weekend, though. I think it's later. Yeah, it's definitely, Sometime. whatever it is, it's definitely not at, at the pay-per-view. Yeah. Uh, Rhea Ripley takes on Liv Morgan, and yeah, Rhea just dominates a lot of the match. Liv fights back, hits a big cross body off the top rope. Uh, but then on the outside, Damian Priest just keeps trying to interfere, help Rhea. So AJ goes after him, and Back in the ring, Liv counters the Riptide into a backstabber, holds down Rhea, gets the three. So, nice win for Liv. Uh, but afterwards, Priest, he looks ready like he's going to attack Liv Morgan, but then Finn Balor finally shows up. He makes the save. So, the three baby faces clear the ring and do the triple two sweet. The triple sweet, because we do have that. That will be happening at, uh, yeah. this weekend. <clears throat> and then the final segment had Adam Pierce in the ring to host a contract signing. 
between Lashley MVP and Omos for their handicap match. Uh, pretty weird. This is a pretty random match to have for a contract signing. Yeah, also a weird way to end the show. Yeah, let alone the main event. So, I mean, standard stuff. They exchange heated words. They sign. Big brawl happens. Cedric shows up to help Omos. So, three on one. Uh, but then Bobby ends up spearing Omos through the table. So, he stands tall anyways. Yeah, this was just weird. Like, how? why did Ripley and Morgan not close out the show? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I've... Weird. Weird. But, oh, well. Let's just move on. Yeah. Might as well. Might as well move on. Yeah, weird. Yeah, this was def did not, definitely not, did not feel like a go-home show, unfortunately. Um, because, yeah, you need that little bit of extra hype, right? Especially when we only have one cell match coming up. You need a little bit extra to keep the fans wanting more. Uh, so let's move over ourselves uh, to the very next night, right? Because we have our own little show to build ourselves up to. Uh, of course, I'm talking about NXT 2.0. NXT, but, um, what does it mean? But, um, I don't know, but, but it's but, good but, wrestling. But, oh, NXT, but, um, watch and see. But, um, gotta tap out a count now to but, um, one, two, three. Um, so, in NXT, your house but, um, this weekend. <laughs> Yeah. Do we know? So uh, it, it is at the performance center. It is at the wherever they film these. So they they're not get quite getting that arena bump. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you know, still be a hot crowd. They'll bring out the special set. Sure. So. Yeah, it'll be something different. Uh, so let's get into 2.0. Uh, Roderick Strong and Damon Kemp taking on Pretty Deadly. Uh, I think this might be Kemp. Is this his first match? I'm not sure. It must be because I do not remember the name. Yeah, it looked pretty good, though. Another nice, strong guy, kind of like the Creed Brothers mm -hmm. style. And uh, Yeah, the Diamond Mine, they're weakening pretty deadly up for the Creed Brothers. And I thought this was one of Roddy's better matches in a while. At least that I can remember. And he's been, he's because, I mean, he hasn't been on TV much lately at all. Yeah, he's been all. a cheerleader, I guess. Yeah, mostly. cheerleader. But, uh... <laughs> Pretty deadly. They try to hit Roddy with the belts, but the Creed brothers uh, run out to stop them. Uh, but then Roddy yells at them. He's like, what are you doing? You're fucking this up. And he turns around. Pretty deadly. Hit them with the, the spilt milk to get the win. What a I think weird what name. It, sure. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so they win pretty deadly. Uh, it was funny. There was one point. I forget who it was. One of the guys, he was like at a certain angle or. His, I could only see his shoulders and head, and it was like uh, he looked just like the referee, the woman referee, cause the same hairdo. Okay. <laughs> the way he has like a ponytail. I don't know. Weird. It's just funny. Uh, Electra Lopez took on Cora Jade. Uh, Lopez puts up a decent fight, but Cora hits her top rope senton, gets the win. Yeah, it's hard. Uh, Cora, it's hard to beat Cora Jade in singles competition these days. I guess so. Uh, then we had another singles match. Wes Lee takes on Zion Quinn. Uh, so Lee just using his quickness, but Zion just like lawn darts him across the ring and goes for the finishing blow, but Lee counters into a roll-up and gets a three. So they threw Wes Lee a bone here. Yeah, after kind of snagging it from him last week also. Yeah. Right? Uh, he could challenge Cameron Grimes in a few months, you know, uh... If he went, if he's able to win this rivalry, 
Could bring him to the mid card. Out of all the NXT 2.0 guys, it seems like he's been there the longest, or one of the longest. Yeah, yeah, been a while now. Uh, Wade Barrett's in the ring to host a contract signing between uh, Toxic Attraction, Wendy Chu, Katana, and Caden Carter. All six, two separate matches, tag titles and singles titles. Uh, but yeah, they all just cut promos on each other. Wendy shoots a spitball, resulting in a big brawl there. Uh, it ends with Wendy doing her little sleepy time elbow drop through a table off the top rope in a cow onesie. <laughs> and I mean, honestly, that might have been the most uh, <laughs> that might have been the most impressive imp- impressive part because when Wendy Cho. Yeah. She's got a match coming up this weekend. Her first title opportunity. Singles title. She has done more match. in a fucking with with in pajamas than she ever could as an intimidating gimmick. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah, it's working out though. Uh Solo Sokoa took on Duke Hudson. Uh, the crowd loves Sokoa, so he pleases them by hitting the big Samoan splash, get the win. Yeah, we want to see it. He's still hanging out down here. Probably isn't ready yet for the main roster, right? Uh, yeah, I'm sure he'll hang out here, win a title or two first. Yep. Uh, then, uh, then we had Josh Briggs take on Grayson Waller. In the middle of it all, Robert Stone comes out with uh, some woman. I didn't catch her name, but I guess she's new. Okay, yeah, neither did I. I got nothing. Yeah. I got nothing here. And then your boy Von Wagner shows up on the other side and distracts Briggs. Waller hits the rolling cutter, gets the win. Yeah. Okay. Von Wagner still still weird. He's just the guy that shows up. That's what he does. Okay. Good. And ran. I don't know. Coming out of you know uh, like he got he got the bump he got the rub from uh, Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah. Uh, hasn't really done anything. It's since. Nothing else. So. Ivy Nile takes on Kiana James, the mathematician. Uh, puts up a decent fight, but, you know, three is the only number that matters here, and that's what Ivy gets after slamming her down. So is the Diamond Mine still going? You know, with Malcolm Bivens gone, uh, Creed Brothers pretty and Pretty Deadly are doing their own thing. Yeah, I mean, it's still together, I guess. They added that camp guy that we saw yeah earlier. regardless of what it is yeah diamond kemp or damon kemp sorry uh yeah. th- it's div- division that's for sure uh the main event had cameron grimes take on nathan fraser uh, another good showing for fraser here ever since he's come over from the uk he's been good and uh just a nice traditional style match uh crowd's hot grimes hits a big german suplex off the top rope Follows up with the cave-in to get the hard-earned win. Yeah, the hard-earned win. Cameron Grimes, of course, taking on uh, Carmelo Hayes this weekend for that championship, right? Yeah. Let's just run through the card. Let's just run through the NXT card right now while we're here. It's fresh on our brains, like I just said. Cameron Grimes, Carmelo Hayes. This would probably be, what, the third time they've been, they've ran into each other? Uh, yeah, something yeah, like that. If not, if not the second, then the third. They'll be taking each other on for that North American championship. The NXT championship will be on the line. Pretty deadly, taking on the Creed Brothers. If the Creed Brothers lose, they must leave the diamond mine. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's leading towards them leaving the diamond mine anyways. But uh, do you want? I don't yeah, want I mean, them win to or lose, lose they can do whatever the fuck they want. I think. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, I thought they were already going to win last time, so maybe. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, Braun Breaker, Joe Gacy. If Braun Breaker's DQ'd, he will lose the championship. Um, this is probably the match <clears throat> on the card that all of us are the least excited for. Yeah, I mean, we just don't like Joe we Gacy. We just don't like Joe Gacy. I mean, if they do this the thing and go with the DQ win, then, I mean, yeah, I don't want that. That would be crazy. Toxic that. Attraction taking on uh, Katana Chance and Caden Carter for that NXT Women's Tag Championships. Um, it's hard to see <coughs> Team Casey winning, considering they just kind of got a new name. Uh, but Toxic Attraction, you know, fuck, like, why, like, is it so hard? Why can't you just have a championship belt defended every week in a, in a open challenge type of way? I think if somebody loses to the champion, you're not like, you're not up in arms. They're the champion. They should be winning. (laughs) So yeah. it's, it's, it's hard to say anything because it's like, who the fuck are either of these teams? I mean, they're probably the two only real teams in the division, at least consistent. The team, only two consistent teams, right? Like Team Casey, at least they've been together for a few years now. Exactly. So. Who knows? Maybe they get their maybe they get their crowning moment and lose the titles back to them a few weeks later. Mandy Rose and Wendy Chu for that NXT Women's Championship. There's going to be a lot of fun moments in this one. I think this will be the one out of all the matches. This will be the one that will have some fun to it. Yeah, I think the crowd's going to be hot for both of them. They're going to be, you know, Wendy's going to get a big near fall or two that are going to make people go. <gasps> She won't win. Yeah, Mandy Rose will keep going. Finally, we have um, the team of Legato Del Fantasma taking on Tony D'Angelo. Stacks in two dimes in a six-man tag. The losing team will join the (laughs) other team's stable. Bit of a weird (laughs) stip. Bit of a weird stip. Um, Because, like, my gut tells me that Tony, that the Italians are going to win. Um, I mean, I think they should. Exactly. We, right? I mean, so yeah, everything with Escobar sucks. Uh, Fantasma sucks, but <laughs> see, what a weird stip. Yeah. yeah, what a weird stipulation. But then, you're like, why? We just beat you. We hate you. Why do you want to? Why do we want you in our family? Yeah, like, why do we? Yeah, yeah. It's a weird one, but hey, we got to add some excitement to it, right? Sure. Uh, sure. But that's in your house. Should be fun. Yeah. Except for that title main event uh, except everything for the title, else except be. for the title main event uh <laughs> how about uh the next night how about a little uh dynamite action aew all elite they coming for you vince better watch out it's too sweet yeah let's do dynamite coming in hot off double or nothing uh the new champ comes out cm punk but uh he's here for a tag match first him and his good buddies, FTR, who uh, gave him the Rocky treatment after Double or Nothing went off the air, kind of came out and hoisted him up. I think. Hoisted him up, taking on Max Caster and the Gun Club here in, uh, yeah, energetic opener, spotlight for the, you know, kind of spotlight on CM Punk and, of course, the Ring of Honor and AAA champions, FTR. Yeah. I mean, great pairing here. We know they're buddies in real life, and, uh, I mean... 
FTR, everyone's fully embraced them now. They're top baby faces. They're the top team in the division without even being the champs. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Anthony Bowens, he's still wheelchair bound, but he's interfering on the outside, swinging his crutch around. And uh, CM Punk goes for a springboard clothesline, slips and falls into the ring. He can't even do his own moves now. <laughs> I mean, I love punk, but he's, uh, he's starting to show his age a little bit. Uh, maybe he's a bit excited. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll chalk it up to excitement. Uh, okay. But, uh, yeah. I mean, maybe just you don't need to do top rope moves as much. But, anyways, he recovers, hits a GTS, still hits that one perfect. And FTR follow up with the big rig, and that gets them the win. And afterwards, punk grabs the microphone for a quick promo. Because uh, I'm the champion now, I'm ready for you know the road that takes me down and whoever wants to take me on. And uh, yeah, well, the man who answers that opens the forbidden door. Hiroshi Tanahashi comes out, and yeah, he doesn't have to say anything; just points at Punk, does the whole belt around the weight gesture. So, looks like that's your main event for Forbidden Door. Yeah, this is what we were waiting for. Let's book this Forbidden Door card. Punk says it himself. We need to book this card. Um, the arrival of Tenoshi, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, the revelation that he will battle CM Punk uh, is big. It's the type of big, noteworthy post-pay-per-view episode that television, that you know, that we need on TV. They coming yeah. out of a pay-per-view, you need something to ruffle the feathers, and this was the perfect example of that. Yeah. And you know Tanahashi, he's a guy. He's he's obviously a big name in Japan, but he's uh, he's a guy Punk can beat. You know, he's not like their their top guy, so they'd be comfortable letting Punk win that one. And you know, maybe on the other side, Okada beats one of our top guys. But you know, things like that. I'm sure yeah. they'll be trading. We don't have any so. other matches booked on the card so far, but hell, this is uh, they're gonna come fast. Though, yeah, it's it's, like it's gonna be coming fast, away. and this is one hell of a match to start with. <laughs> Yeah, going to be a lot of fun. Uh, But the big news, of course, after the weekend, everyone's still talking about MJF. They're still working. They're still shooting. Who knows what's going on? MJF comes out, though, to address the crowd. And, uh, you know, for the entrance, he got a pop at first, a little cheer. But then when the music cut, the booze come raining down. And... uh, you know, MJF, he says, I'm in a lot of pain after Sunday, but you people don't care. You just want to hear me talk. But this is Max Friedman talking. There's a big company merger going on. A lot of important executives in the building tonight. And it'd be a real shame if something bad happened. Don't want to embarrass you, Tony. And uh, speaking of embarrassing, you've been wanting to sit down with me for a while, but too little, too late. Uh Yeah, you know, when the company started, it was all friends wrestling and but. I had to write my ticket, make my moment, still get no respect. No one's on my level. Uh, Yeah, he says, every time I come out, I'm expected to not only hit home runs, but grand slams. And he does it every week. And all the other boys get to be great while I have to be perfect. And I'm the only one carrying this company for months. And, you know, he's winning the crowd over. They started booing him, but they're like, no, everything he's saying is true. So they're (laughs) applauding him now. Uh... And MGF even acknowledges the people clapping, saying, where were you guys this weekend when you called me an unprofessional piece of shit? And uh, all the boys in the back want my spot. Well, you know what? You can have it because I don't want to be here anymore. 
And uh, then he starts ripping into the fans, calls them uneducated marks. And uh, yeah, I'm the best in the world. I'm the generational talent. Y'all take me for granted, including the big man in the back. And here's something he doesn't want you to know. I'm the second biggest minute for minute draw in the entire company. If you don't believe me, ask Tony the stat mark. But uh, whatever you do, don't ask him to reach into his pockets and pay the man who's been busting his ass since day one. And, uh, no, make sure that he hoards all that money to give to ex-WWE guys that he keeps bringing in. They can't even lace my goddamn boots. So now the crowd's just, woo! They're ooing, they're awing, they're applauding. Uh, then he closes it out, just says, hey, boss, if you would treat me better, or... Yeah, says, you... You don't belong in a position of power. You belong behind the guardrail. I don't want to wait until 2024, so let me make it easier for you. I want you to fire me, you fucking mark. Fire me. Fire so, complete me. Complete F-bomb. Fire me. Then they cut off his microphone, and uh, he slams it down. We go to break. Uh, but, yeah, my feed had an uncensored F-bomb. I don't know about you. I heard the whole fucking... Now I was watching live, so I got the censored. But so, but we know it's censored. <laughs> you know that something's bad if they're censoring it. I had to go back, uh, yeah. you know, and find out in the Twitter world. Um, yeah, the fight TV cut. It was uncut, so I heard the whole thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, this, yeah, it was was this promo of the year? Do we do we just do we just quote it for the rest of our lives? <laughs> Is it because I'm not chasing star ratings? I am a generational talent. You people consistently take me for granted. Look at me, Tony. Look at me. Yeah, speaking right into the camera, talking to Tony Khan there. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, Mike, where's your shoot meter? Where is it? Where is it, Mike? <laughs> I mean, this definitely puts it more back towards the work. Um, like, I think he still meant what he was saying, but this is obviously all pre-approved. And I mean, they said, they, you know, if they were quick on the sensor, they knew the F word was coming. Yeah, he he's this he's the hottest star in the world. Art could be he could be one of the hottest professional wrestlers on the planet, and that's just how it goes. That's just how it goes. Whether this yeah, was a regardless shoot that turned of... into a work, a work that turned into a shoot, <laughs> something in the middle. Regardless, this was must see TV. Regardless of whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, like you said, promo of the year. Uh, I mean, yeah, the passion was there. I think MJF, he meant most of what he was saying was legit. I mean, the way he was yelling and screaming. Like, but it's, one of, these, seen it's one of these things too, right? <laughs> Where, so it, you know, it's like you see it in sports, right? Like Austin Matthews on his rookie contract was worth more than his rookie contract was paying him. Right? You could not deny that. Yeah. And you could but. also, like, unanimously ad agree that whenever that rookie contract is done, he is going to get paid out deservedly so. You can also agree on that. <clears throat> so it's one of these yeah. things with MJF where if you're a sports fan, you get it. You're like, yeah, this literally happens every single year in every single professional sport. Somebody is in a contract, but the worth way more. But don't worry, when this contract is over, you're going to be paid out the fucking ass. And I think MJF, it's the exact same thing. He's he he understands what's happening. He's in a contract. I think MJF and Tony Khan also understand that. Look, come 2024, you're going to get the money that you know you deserve, and we know you deserve it. 
but it's a contract. But you in know? those professional sports leagues, you literally can't just up their contract in the middle of it. I mean, there'd be no reason. But I mean, I mean, WWE has done it of all people. They've given wrestlers raises just because they're getting bigger than their contract. Well, I'm sure, you know, there have been specific instances. And for all we know, MJF gets a huge portion of his merch sale. You know, whatever the hell it is, right? Regardless, he's going to get, <laughs> Tony's going to pay him when his contract ends. This is all in good fun. We're getting worked. Uh, I mean, it's all, yeah, they're, they're, it's all part of the show right now. But I don't know if it's still all fun for MJF. It's all still- fun. <laughs> People said that about Cody, and look where he is. Yeah, but that's Cody. You know, d- d- apples and oranges, I think, with Cody Rhodes and MJF, though. Yeah. Either way, it wasn't fun for the 200 people that wasted a couple hours at their That's Vegas a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> you know, if we, if I was, I've never been to Vegas. If it was my first weekend there, that would suck. That's a good point. Yeah, you're right. But. Uh, anyways, amazing promo. Doesn't matter. Who knows when we'll see him again next. But they did that. Next week? We'll see him next week. Like, everyone's <laughs> saying it like the guy's fucking gone. Like, we'll see him next week. No, not gone, but maybe take a break. They stretched him out. I feel like he was supposed to be gone. Okay. But then there was just too much heat they wanted. They had to cut a promo. Yeah, if you say so. Because, I mean, I mean, no one's even talking about Wardlow. The whole feud, he just won <laughs> yeah. and no one gives a shit. We didn't talk about Wardlow once. That's why, like, even if the things that 100% work, I just don't think, like, yeah, you tricked some people, but I don't think it accomplishes much at the end. Like, you, yeah. you brought down other things to bring up MJF a little bit, I guess. Yeah, I get you. I get you. But anyways, Johnny Elite coming out next to take on the returning, the Redeemer, Miro's here. Finally. Cuts a little promo. Yeah, finally back. Uh, good to see him. Looking good here. Uh, he hits a big kick, the Machka kick, and then the game over submission makes Johnny tap out. It was nice to see uh, Johnny Elite, though, too, after, you know, not signing with AEW, but it's nice to see, you know, hell, throw him in every so often. Why the heck not? I think the crowd likes him. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, he's still as athletic as ever. As so. ever, yeah. Uh, Jericho Appreciation Society come out bragging about their big win. Uh, they even rip off Roman Reigns <laughs> instead of acknowledging me. They're just like appreciate us. Appreciate kind us. Kind of funny. Uh, then they just start running down the guys they beat. And that's when Eddie Kingston comes out with Regal, because uh, you know, War Games is basically the same thing as Blood and Guts. So <laughs> Regal, Regal challenges War Games or Blood and Guts. Blood and Guts. Yeah, it doesn't have the same oomph. <laughs> But we yeah, we not, get what's <laughs> happening. We got it. Yeah. But Jericho says, you ain't getting that. I'm sick. Or I'm sick of you. So get them, boys. Uh, so they're attacking. But whether they're all distracted with Eddie, that's when Ortiz shows up behind Jericho, knocks him down, pulls out some scissors, and then he just cuts a big chunk right off Chris's head. And, uh, I mean, you can tell that sets him off. Uh, so he accepts the blood and guts match, but before that, he wants Ortiz one on one, hair versus hair. I can do that. I can yeah. watch Chris Jericho get his hair <laughs> shaved off. I think that's what has to. I mean, he's That'd already be going bald. So anyways. much fun. 
If yeah, Chris Jericho gets his point. head shaved off, I want him to show up with a new wig every week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's the way I want to see it. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but I guess, uh, yeah, sometime before Blood and Guts, they'll do that. They announced Blood and Guts is June 29th. Cool. Part of Dynamite. Yeah, we have to look forward to it. Yeah, it's not going <clears> to <throat> be its own thing. No. Uh, then you had big 10-man tag, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, Hikaleo, Young Bucks, uh, and Brandon Cutler taking on Matt Hardy, Jurassic Express, Christian Cage, Darby Allen. Just a big cluster of a match. Lots of moving parts here, but uh, yeah, everyone has their turn. Lots of little flippy shit. Uh, one great spot where Luchasaurus just slams Nick Jackson down and the way he sells it, he just did like a handstand for like two seconds. <laughs> great neck strength there. But uh, oh, Wow. Then a bit of a nasty fall when Hikaleo goes for a dive over the top rope and he just lands on his head almost. Also one of those JR moments where you see everyone in the crowd stand up to be like, oh, no. Uh, but yeah, he was like fine. They he, hold he their back, head. He they can feel the up. pain. He got back up very He quick. got back up quick, so he was fine. But, yeah. Uh, just a bunch of chaos to everywhere. Eventually the Bucks hit the Meltzer driver, get the win. Yeah. So, uh, the, uh, the Bucks have never really slowed down. No, they're always in and around everything. Uh, but yeah, you know, they're another team. If you add the six men titles, uh, they can always team with Cutler or Omega when he gets back. And they've always got lots of partners. Yeah, it can be whoever. Yeah. Uh, Tony Schiavone interviews Athena talking about her joining AEW and she's already got Jade Cargill in her sights. That's when Cargill and the baddies come out and we get to hear Stokely cut a nice promo. Uh and then Anna Jay and Statlander just come out to back up Athena. So, yeah, in a little bit of a, you know, this will be maybe the next thing. I think she's the next challenger for sure. Yeah. Uh, so we'll build to that. Uh, then we got Wardlow, the free man, no more handcuffs. He's got entrance music now. Uh, he's taking on JD Drake, the local jobber. Well, not the local, but AEW's. Uh, you know, token jobber now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, seems that way. <laughs> <laughs> I like JD. So in, I like JD Drake though. Yeah, he seems like a nice enough guy. <laughs> yeah, I like him. Uh, yeah, just an easy squash win though for Wardlow, hitting power bombs on the big man. And mm -hmm. Afterwards, smart Mark Sterling comes out to serve him Wardlow with a class action lawsuit. On behalf of the Arena Security of America. <laughs> I did try to look up the Arena Security of America. There is, like, uh, a an overarching union, that looks, union. After, um, that looks after arena security. So, you know, hey, there's a ring of truth. <laughs> yeah, I, did I feel like there's got to be some I immediately sort of, yeah. searched arena <laughs> uh, security. <laughs> I immediately searched it. Yeah, so that was funny, but uh, Wardlow says, fuck this. He just slams another security right in front of him, shoves the papers down his throat. And he kept yelling, he has a family. Yeah, I mean, hey, Wardlow might be in some legal trouble. Those uh -oh. handcuffs might be coming back. Just got through MJF, now he has a lawsuit <laughs> on his hands. Uh. Maybe Tony Khan can make it go away. Hopefully. He's rich. Uh, Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter take on Tony Storm, Ruby Soho. Baker carrying out her 
Owen Hart title with her. So, you know, it's, uh, we'll see how long that lasts. But Yeah, they both You did. know, it's not to be they defended. It's just a trophy. Just a pri- That's right. They both had it. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, tag match was good. Tony, uh, at one point, Tony just hits this this big hip attack in the corner that looked like it just killed Hater. Cranked her in the head, but maybe it was just well well done. Must have just but, been well uh, done. <laughs> the match comes down to Ruby and Britt. Uh, Ruby hits Destination Unknown, and she gets the pin over Baker. And I'm thinking, why didn't they just let her do that on Sunday? Well, because I think the optics of... What, a couple? Yes. A couple. Britt Baker and Adam Cole winning is better than, you know, Adam Cole and Rando. For who? For Adam Cole and Britt Baker? No, for, for you know. For, for the, the world. Exactly. What? They're a bad couple. They're a mean couple. They cheat. They're dirty. Okay. They're Hitler and point. Ava Braun. Wait, maybe not that much. <laughs> uh, but uh, let's go to the main events. Daniel Garcia taking on John Moxley. A uh, good fight here. Moxley, though, obviously, um, you know, his wounds freshly stitched up from that pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. They got opened right up. Uh, yeah. Quick, quick turnaround for those uh, stitches to open <laughs> up, Johnny. I feel like he was almost bleeding more here than he was on the pay-per-view. Or at least <laughs> more noticeable. I guess because he was just him. But, uh, yeah, instantly just a huge crimson mask, just bleeding everywhere. Uh but uh, he fights back, picks up Garcia. A little scary bump when he just he like dumps Garcia on the steps, but like just like right on the corner. Just I don't know, that looked nasty. One hell, yeah, big bump. <laughs> just right on the pointy parts. But uh, yeah, back in the ring, just a bunch of nice chain reversals, submissions, pinfalls. They're rolling around. Uh, Mox tries to put them both through the timekeeper table, but they just bounce off bounce off of it so even the men can't break the tables lately <laughs> no one can Moxley. break a fucking table over here <laughs> uh then jericho runs down and he's got this biker's cap <laughs> to cover the bald spot <laughs> uh so he's trying to interfere but that's when eddie kingston runs out and this is where eddie kingston stumbles to the ring he almost pulled a titus o'neill almost. he lost his footing but he caught himself uh so he caught himself, stops Jericho, back in the ring. Mox hits the paradigm shift and then applies the bulldog choke to get the win. In what was uh in what was pr- a pretty good win, you know, ex- and they, you know, and they also accepted the blood and guts challenge. Uh yeah. which will also be one hell of a match whenever that happens. Yeah, June 20 something. June 29th. So Yeah, your second ever. That'll be a lot of crazy wild fun like it was last time. Yeah, going to be one hell of a show to look forward to. Let us take a quick look at that Hell in a Cell card then, uh, shall we? Bianca Belair, Asuka, Becky Lynch, triple threat for that Raw Women's Championship. Do we see a title change here or nah? Nah, I think Bianca still keeps it. Uh, Not quite, yeah. But, I mean, you never know. You never know. Obviously, Asuka and Becky, if you're going to give it to either of them, they're... We've, two great choices. We've got the handicap match, two-on-one. Bobby Lashley taking on Omos and MVP, which I feel like we've seen before. Or, like, in a different iteration regarding around the Hurt Business before. I yeah, I mean, either way, this is, like, the fourth time Lashley and Omos are fighting. Yeah. So, I mean, um, don't really... Yeah, who the fuck knows? I'm looking forward to this one, though. Matter. Ezekiel and Kevin Owens. I'm looking forward for Ezekiel's big pay-per-view debut. 
Yeah. You know, I mean, they've been building this feud for two months now, so it's been going going steady and yeah, uh, yeah, should be fun, fun one to watch. Mustafa Ali gets his rematch opportunity for uh, taking on Austin Theory for that United States Championship. I mean, hell, it'd be nice to see Mustafa Ali get it. Um, however, we 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 we've kind of been feeling the vibe that Austin Theory has a rocket strapped to him, and uh, yeah. that might be it for him. You know. Crazier things have happened, though. Yeah. So, not holding out, uh, but, yeah, probably not going to happen. Crazier things have happened. Uh, our big six-man match, though, or six-person mixed tag team match that we have, we have the club, Finn Balor, AJ Styles, and Liv Morgan, taking on Judgment Day. Uh, this this could probably be the hit. This could be a hit of the, 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 the hit of the night for yeah, a lot of sleeper people, hit. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it'll be... Uh, good fun, you know. I would like to see some sort of special coordinated outfit between Finn and AJ and Liv. Yeah, I'd love, I'd love a coordinated <laughs> outfit. You know, how or I feel a special about entrance those. together, something like that. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, our main event, the only Hell in a Cell match on the card as of right now. You know, Friday can still happen. Cody Rhodes taking on Seth freaking Rollins. Um, I gotta go with Seth on this one just because he has a better Hell in a Cell record. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, otherwise it's, uh, yeah, three in a row for Cody, but, I mean, do they want Cody to lose yet? Not that it would really damage him much. It, I don't know. Thing, I Cody can... losing would not damage him in any way, um, but it would prolong the feud. And now I just wonder, like, are we just killing time for Cody to win Money in the Bank? <laughs> I think he's definitely, uh, yeah, the Like, we're just runner. killing time to Money in the Bank, so... Give it to Seth so we can squeak out one more match maybe out of these two. <laughs> uh, I don't know, but yeah, July 2nd is Money in the Bank, so it's, it is it is only a month away, a month after. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's that. Yeah. Uh, that's the card. And all the weekly wrestling action. Let's give to you after an action-packed week. I think it's time we give you a Wrestler of the Week. It's the Wrestler of the Week of the Week. Wrestler of the week, of the week, of the week, wrestler of the week, of the week, of the week, wrestler of the week, of the week, of the week, wrestler of the week. Kick it over to you, Mike. Who you got for me? I'll just throw it to MJF. Amazing promo. You know, all the controversy he doesn't affect how much. I mean, he's to me, I still love him. You know, that's Tony Khan's problem to deal with. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we love the drama. It's fun to read along with. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, one of the best promos in AEW history. We saw that week. So and the match itself, too. He did a great job putting over Wardlow. Well, I mean, yeah, so, that that was the gig at the end of the day. He was putting over Ward, the war dog. And, uh, and I mean, in some ways, this. That promo could be like a babyface turn for MJF. Almost, yeah. You know, because as you soon, know, as if he as... ends up making this, if like if he makes this me against Tony and or me against the ex WWE guys kind of thing, you know, I don't know. CM Punk, the ex WWE guy, he's your champ now. So yeah, I mean, you're 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 exactly right. You are exactly right. <laughs> um, you know, because as soon as it's like, hey, they're not respecting me. 
that's where the fans go like, yeah, they aren't respecting you. That's a good point. That is a good point, MJF. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to keep on um, to that one. Uh, my Wrestler of the Week, God, there were so many. Um, Double or Nothing was a huge card as always, but I got to give it to a man. Um, I got to give it to Eddie Kingston. Why yeah. Eddie Kingston uh, <laughs> covered with mustard, pouring gasoline <laughs> on a, on another man with the dead stare of a horror movie villain, um, and to cap it all off on Dynamite, walking into Los Angeles wearing a Yankees t-shirt getting cheered like you'll never hear like that those aren't things that all kind of go together if someone's where you know if someone walked into like you know if john cena walked into the acc with a fucking montreal canadians jersey on he'd be getting booed there's no two ways well, around. well you know but you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying yeah. there'd be some contention there yeah, yeah. Uh, there's not a but single I mean, there's uh... not a single AEW fan on the planet who has something bad to say about Eddie Kingston. That's just where he is at this point of his career. To think about, it, to think about, you know, I mean, we've heard the promo. He's been doing this for his whole life. Now he's getting that recognition. Congratulations to Eddie Kingston and both MJF. Yeah. <laughs> have they had a match yet? When's one of those promos going to happen? MJF and uh, Eddie. Those promos have some potential. After, uh... After MJF wins the title. Okay. Okay. There we have it. There we have it. And he can be the next to challenge. And that's all the time we have for the show, folks. Thanks for tuning in to an especially long one. But, of course, we got to get all of that action in there. Come back next week where we have Hell in a Cell in your house. And, of course, all of our build. Who knows? We could hopefully get a couple more matches uh, towards Forbidden Door. I mean, yeah, we're running out of time. We are running out of time. So we got to get some shit done. Thanks for listening. And, uh, Mike, you take care of yourself. Yeah, see you next time.